And we are back, and we're going back in time a little bit, Maddie, tonight. Mm, mm, what do you the think? The flux capacitor. Yep. 1.21. Oh, man. Um, the weather's warm in New England right now. Uh, I turned the AC. I turned the AC on tonight. Oh, did you? I didn't I, have to turn the heat on. Life is wonderful. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have to, but we beat, yeah, my roommate wanted to. Wells, Maine beat Tallahassee by one degree today, um, Fahrenheit. So um, really fascinating stuff. But uh, we're back with Rick Carlson. Rick Golf is uh-huh. back. Yep. Yep. Um, and it, it feels like the first episode all over again. Yeah. Um, and we want to take people back in time as we do a little bit of draft preview. Rick is our resident streaming expert. Uh, everything that you need to hear, um, what to watch, what's going on in um, the the cinema world out there. Uh, but Rick did some digging. He, <laughs> I was wondering why our subscribers went up and why our downloads were increased by tenfold. Um, so Rick did some digging back to our first two episodes where... AFC and NFC preview. And we picked over-unders. We picked the number of wins. I forgot what I picked. I can't wait to hear it. I, I, I haven't listened. So, Rick, welcome back, buddy. Hi there. Hi, um, we'll, we'll do episode one today because it occurs to me now that we have a slate of games we didn't get to in that first one. And, okay. uh, you know, more to come. But hi. Okay. Hi, guys. Yeah. Good to see you. Welcome back, Rick. Almost smooth, a year smooth, in the making there. Smoothing it out for the next draft season, for the next uh, NFL season. That's right. Never put it all out there. No, no. Yeah, we, no. we did have some time to go back and uh, check the audio from that first show. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, we're either good at this or really bad at this. But we'll love get to that. It. I can't love wait that. to hear. I'm genuinely excited. It's like Christmas. <laughs> I love to hear. I, the only thing I love to hear about more more than when I'm right is when I'm wrong. It's just we'll an there. opportunity. It's just an we'll opportunity for growth. We'll have an opportunity to delve into that side of the pool for sure. Perfect. Perfect. As so, we're Rick, what were some of the the teams that either all three of us were way off on? I understand. I had the Broncos at seventeen now, um, into the season, and they won five, which was probably just a hedge. Because I bet when the season started, you said to yourself, "You did the math. Fourteen and three is probably realistic." But just to be safe, let's jokingly say seventeen and zero, so nobody thinks I'm serious. Is that what happened? No, I. Legitimately- <laughs> Legitimately think they can win every game. I'm pissed <laughs> them in for 15 and two. Hey, until prove it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, of, of the four divisions we looked at on that first episode, we had a surprise pretty much for each one, I guess. Um, the, the first thing we'll talk about is the Bears. Uh, not mm-hmm. to dive into them too early, but no, we should. We no, all had them. Down. We all killed it. We all had the under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas was six and a half. The only one to predict anything accurately on day one was Gibby, who predicted the three and 14 correctly. Wow. Oh. You wow. said it adamantly. You had him at three and 14. And that's it. Right. And it was. so. That's a big win. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to be right about some stuff. If I was to ask you after week one, after they beat San Francisco, if you thought that would be correct, it probably would say no. But, hey, yeah. they were they were real bad. I um not to not to make this entire show full circle, but I felt like San Francisco, if you were going to beat them, it was going to be early um, mm. until you got to the playoffs, which proved to be true. Um, and and I thought it was because it was going to take Trey Lance a little bit of time to get <laughs> <laughs> to get there. Um, it, it turns out it's a mediocre quarterback who's now in uh, Vegas that got him there. But <laughs> early as in just I'm coming after they... Jimmy G this week. <laughs> you, had to, you had to play him early before they traded for McCaffrey, and then you were in. A yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, they turned into an absolute juggernaut. No surprise there, obviously. Yeah. But but in that know. in that first week, it helped that the Bears were playing yeah. in like a foot of water so it's kind of an outlier it was a weird year it was a weird year on really was yeah Yeah. uh the other big miss i'll go hits and misses i guess real quick yeah yeah biggest miss we had was uh well the state of the nfc north it was the packers everyone had them over you know clamoring for how rogers is a rock maddie said (laughs) a team with aaron Rodgers won't implode yeah uh turns out you know the ayahuasca finally kicked in what did they finish at what was their record eight and nine Eight nine, uh, yeah. Vegas had him at ten and a half. Okay. So did you bet we, the under? We all bet the under adamantly, like with authority for sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, we all missed on Atlanta. Mm. Vegas had him at four and a half. They ended up seven and ten. Stupid. Wildly Idiots. overachieving. Uh, but that was across the board, a big miss. Okay. You know what uh, that's going to do? That is the butterfly effect, the ripple effect, whatever one you want. They're now stuck with Ritter. They're not going to be able to get a quarterback in this draft. All of them, other than Levis, are probably better than him. Now they got to burn a year with him and then hope that they end up with a pick that's well enough at the top to get somebody next year. Terrible Well, they roster. took a step back with, like, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> like, apparently him and, and Drake London can't play on the same field at the same time. Um, and, it, like, whatever is going on there. And it seems like Art Smith is an actual head coach. Like, it doesn't seem like he's a disaster. Um, he's he's but, an established the run, Mike McCarthy, uh, bozo. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it with some of the draft guys we have coming yeah. up. Player okay. Team. Not bad so far. Anyway, then. We kind of so, did all right here. Anyone else, Rick? Yeah, the Rams. Mm. Um, so that one, we uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the kind of the inevitability of a good Rams team and mm-hmm. great coaching, everything. Vegas had them at 10 and a half. They finished up five and 12. We had them all over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody that, saw that Stafford injury coming, but that was it. That was ugly. That one was yeah. real bad. Um, however, it, it does happen. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, we missed conversely. Where Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we all thought they were going to win four games. Yeah. Yep. There were Anybody who told you they thought Geno Smith was going to do what he did would be lying to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. But that was uh, okay. I can live with that. That was one that Vegas kind of hit there. Um, yep. The Niners, we all had the under on nine and a half. Went 13 Ugh. and four. Another yeah, one. Yeah. Didn't Ooh. quite get there. I was banking on Trey Lance playing this season and they would have gotten the under because he's terrible. <laughs> so the the process was sound. I guess so. Imagine it's so weird having a 13 and four team and having that much volatility at the QB position. We haven't seen that since like the late thousands bears, but yeah, I digress. That's a weird so, spot. One thing that I saw, um, it was not leaked out, right? Daniel Jeremiah is doing all the draft coverage. Like anything he says is going to be yeah. clipped and sent out. Um, so yeah. he, he Bucky, realized he, it as soon as he said it. Um, and what's interesting is he was talking about like there's there's a test that basically is like recognize the shape, and they've been doing it in baseball. S two, yep. S two, the S two yep. test, and they've yep. been doing it in baseball for dec- like over a decade now, and, and just yeah, they use it to ha- help hit it. To figure out if hitters can see the spin of the ball to understand exactly. off speed like, where's the yeah. you know release point. Um, yeah. And apparently Bryce Young tested off the charts, and yeah. like the other people to test at that level are Josh Allen, yeah. um, Mahomes, Drew Brees, and Brock Purdy um, was yep. the number one tester last year. And so like so it's interesting. I'm wondering mm. like how much of that is going to start to come out. Um, Give over me. The, and when are the Broncos going to start applying that same approach? Uh, get us just Never. let's find a six foot six quarterback. Um, you know, that's that's interesting. So that's, that's, that's one more input in the whole puzzle. So it's not everything, but it is interesting because in terms of just pure quarterback play, not saying Bryce Young is Mahomes, but he's up there. Like he is exceptional at playing quarterback. He's just small. Yeah, I've always, if he said, I said it, if he was two, three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It'd be one, one done. It'd be over. Cause he's that good at quarterback. So I could see that. That's interesting. He's like, so his, his upside is like a more athletic high end Purdy. Yeah. I, my player comp form was smaller, but more elusive Drew Brees. Yeah, that's good. I didn't like the Manziel comps because Manziel couldn't play quarterback. He never no, could. He's yeah, a running that, back. That's a bad comp. That's a, that's comp a bad comp. Bad Bree- quarterback. But Breeze, I can I can get with. I think that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, little little Rex Grossman. Sexy Rex. Oh, easy. Slipped it in. <laughs> slipped it right in. If we went back to like 1999, would his height be as big of an issue as it is today? I think it would be a bigger issue. Um. Yeah, because guys didn't move out of the pocket. Now he wouldn't. He wouldn't play quarterback like at Alabama in nineteen eighty nine. Yep. You know, I mean, maybe Alabama in eighty nine. I don't know if they were the juggernaut. I know they weren't the juggernaut they are now. But like, yeah. um, You know, I think it. I I doubt um, he would play. He would probably play quarterback, but he might be like a smaller school guy um, that like a flutie. 
type that no one really wanted to take a chance on back in the eighties. Um, yeah. you know, to the, to the same extent. Um, you keep in mind also, too, the 1999 Alabama team had the Forrest Gump bump, so they had to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that God, God was in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, he ain't got no legs. That's why he's the coach. <laughs> he can run like the wind. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, so Rick, Final totals. How did we? How did we fare? Uh, myself, you, Maddie. I'm ready to be in last right. place. So, All right. So, from our NFC predictions, mm-hmm. uh, Vegas eight and seven. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, I was seven and seven, and unfortunately, I was the winner there. Uh, <laughs> oh, Rick. Yeah. Five hundred, baby. You got us. You broke Maddie, it. Maddie was six and eight. Gibby was six and nine because he made a prediction nice. and then kind of moved on and no one else got one in, I think. Oh, I'm nice, Gibby. Thanks. Just, typical, just controlling the timing. Typical dictator Gibby. I was Gibby. still learning how to, to, how to <laughs> you, you Wait, honestly, was, was this during the, uh, what was the old, was it pod? What was it called? That old thing we used to use. I literally oh, forgot. Zencaster. Zen, was this a Zencaster, Dave? <laughs> it was a Zencaster. So you were probably staring at the clock looking for it, yeah. counting down to kick oh, us yeah. off. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. What what hurt him was that he is uh, sorry his Tampa Bay under mm. or sorry that's wrong over which uh, they finished oh, game nine which so probably took good. a lot for him to even go that route so it burned him yeah yeah wow. over yeah. eleven over eleven and a half that'll the be the last time oh. Gibby trusts his favorite quarterback Thomas Brady ever again oh man um, um, and a- to Maddie's credit you did say it was definitely Brady's last season yeah which was wow. good. <laughs> who knows um, and and just to close it out. MP and I basically predicted an Eagles Super Bowl win. That we were, I do remember that. We were bullish on the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, we had them winning 13 games. They won over under was like eight or something, right? Eight and a half. Nine, nine and a half. Yeah. We hammered it. There, yeah. there was a stretch, Rick. Um, I, I want to go back to the AFC before we do draft day um, <laughs> because there was a stretch where you had like seven teams with 13 wins in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to go back and take a revisit on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over. But, um, um, so anyway, um, thank you guests for letting us walk down memory lane. Um, that was and, for them. Uh, and you know, lick our wounds a little bit. Maddie and yeah. I have been talking about the draft a little bit offline here, and um, we wanted to play a little bit of a fun game here, where Matt's going to go through top ten teams, give a little little insight there, and. I'm going to try and pick the best fit. And this isn't a mantra. Um, no. This isn't where I think people are going to go. Rick's going to chime in with, with, you know, if I, if I think, or he thinks I'm crazy or if there's someone else that a team should consider too. Um, and then we're going to drive in or dive in a little bit to the bears and what to expect, what they've been up to this off season. And we need to, to stream our lives off um, before mm. the draft. So uh, Rick's going to help us with some recommendations and talk a little bit about what everyone in America is talking about in succession right now. Was that a Guy Fieri slip when you said uh, drive in? I was yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. I, well, I told you guys when I was about to head out and ready to record, I was like, I'm rolling out. You're rolling out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Hunter's not there, I'm in. Oh, that could hurt us. Guys, not cut that part. He won't join if he hears that. Our it. first edit. Be our, our first, first edit, edit ever. <laughs> cut it. Seven cut months. Got it. All right, so Maddie, who you got? What team? Where do you want to start? You want to just start? Actually, let's do this the opposite. Let's go uh, back to front. So let's start with the Eagles at 10. 10. Okay. What do you think about the Eagles? What do they do at 10? So I keep seeing a lot of these Bijan mocks. It's not going to happen. There's no world where it happens. The Eagles build from the trenches. They don't waste picks on luxury items like running backs that high in the draft. So there's basically two options here. Roseman would never get caught drafting a running back at 10 with an opportunity to do something because of the fact that they'll probably won't be picking here anytime soon. Like they shouldn't be picking here. Um, A lot of talk about them potentially trading back. I still think that's most likely. I think they'll trade back and stock some picks up uh, because this is a deep draft where they like to build on the lines, which I think is where they need some help because they lost. um, They lost both their safeties and they, and they lost. Yeah. They lost some guys on the line and they lost some offensive linemen. So if they don't trade, Vegas and Dane Brugler both agree um, that they'll probably do something on the O-line. Um, Lucas Van Ness is also a possible here. Iowa kid, yep. pass rusher. Um, 
that's where Jeremiah is at with it. I think they trade. If they do not trade, I think they take an offensive lineman because they have to keep Hertz up right now. Like that's, that's the game. So that's, that's where I'm at. And so for Fitz, Van Ness is a fit. And and for linemen, um, Paris Johnson makes a lot of sense there. If Skaronsky is already gone because Skaronsky's, I guess teams are saying he's not a left tackle. He's like an all pro guard. He'll be gone. He'll probably be gone. gone. I think we'll, so we're going to skip nine. Um, yeah. But I, I have some thoughts there that I'm <laughs> very firm with. Um, so I I agree with you. Um, I think it's probably too early for Bijan. However, yeah. Peter King brought up a good point. Oh, he doesn't do uh, that here, very often. So can I break in real quick, Mike? Yes. I, I laughed when I started to revisit the old pods because – you brought up the same thing at this time of the year of a King, King article. And I reminded yeah. you, King gets really weird like two weeks out before the drafts. Yes, uh-huh. he does. I also went through some of that stuff too, where it's absolutely true. So I love that we're doing the Peter King thing again in the exact <laughs> yeah. same year. Well, no, I got yeah, back yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. King because he thought Rich Bisacchio is more important. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the success. It's the season, man. Um, I'm glad uh, I was right on that. I, I deserve another win. For that him and Florio. <laughs> just, um, no, but so look, if you line up AJ Smith, um, you know, uh, or AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, AJ Smith, AJ Smith would be a dominant receiver. AJ <laughs> Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, you've got Rashad Penny, who's likely to play eight weeks. Um, Jalen Hurts. Yep. Goddard. And then all of a sudden you have Bijan in that backfield and, and a really good offense line. I know they lost some pieces, but stop us, right? Like try and stop us. And, and so that's interesting to me. And I know Roseman doesn't normally do that. So I think Bijan is very interesting there and I get why people are comping him, but I don't, I don't love they it. They could trade back and take him. Well, they should trade back. Um, if they don't, I think they are going to lean towards athletic freaks of nature. Yeah. Um, I love Nolan Smith there for them. Yeah. That's yeah, not bad. Then that's the same kind of guy. I also like Miles Murphy. Um, yep. Clemson. Th- those are the two guys, Edge from Clemson with Murphy and then Edge from Georgia. And they're going to take high level players. I wouldn't be shocked to see a corner go here either. Um, yeah. There's, there's a couple of um, came back. They did Gardner or Chauncey Gardner. Um, yep. I was going to call him Smith again. <laughs> so, got Smith on the brain. <laughs> and so anyway, those are, those are the guys that I've been thinking about um, for the Eagles. Let's skip nine. We're going to finish up with nine. Yep. Um, eight. You got the Falcons. Tell me a little bit about what we should expect with the Falcons. Not a lot here. I don't know what they're doing. I, they seem committed to Ritter, but they're in a spot where they could potentially bump up a few picks and get a quarterback if they if they want to. It doesn't seem like they're all that motivated to do so. Um, Vegas has them taking a defensive lineman. I don't think Carter falls this far, but there is a world where if the Seahawks don't, if the Seahawks stay where they are, we'll get to that in a minute, and they take somebody at that pick, it's probably going to be Anderson if he's available or Carter, who they seem to like. Carter and his agent canceled all their top 30 visits with any team that was outside the top like 10. So either he's got the worst agent of all time, which I guess would be just below Lamar Jackson being his own agent, which is not going well for him, or they are sure that he's going to be good. And those concerns don't matter because a lot of guys get drafted after like literally beating women. So like, I guess it's not that bad quote unquote. So they seem to think it's okay. So he could fall there. I think he's a, he's an option. Um, there's also a ton of smoke, and Rick Rick isn't going to like this, and we've been talking about this lately. There's a ton of smoke around running back for them. The Vegas has it as their second most likely pick at, at that pick. So they're, they're, they are a Bijan spot for two reasons. One, they don't know what they're doing down there. The Falcons are a disaster. They don't know what they're doing, which means they would be likely to make that pick. And it will just, it just will be such a waste. Like it'll just tie a bow on this awful last year they've had, like go all in or, or go all out. So Bijan makes sense. But if not, I think they take um, one of the, one of the pass rushers, um, take your pick. If Carter's there, him. And if not, you might see like Wilson potentially. Well, I, I wonder too, because they're, they're not going to be competitive no. until they have a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
And, yep. and I don't, I think we can all agree like Ritter's not it. No. But how much leash does Art Smith have? Because that, you know, and, and I don't know who their GM is, um, but do, uh, do they? Well, I'll, I'll let I think you go. You're right. Sorry. I think you're right. Like, and if they have the, the leash and Fine, they're no. like, okay, we're going to build up everything else, but mm-hmm. get ready for, you know, the next year's quarterback and, there's Caleb Williams out of USC there, mm-hmm. you know, a few other guys, there's the, the UNC guy. Um, and so I think it's like, okay, do we build up everything else and just take best player available, build up the offensive line? Ah, Gibby, I hate to cut you off, but this is pertinent. I just found out a little nugget about Fontenot that actually makes the Bijan stuff even more relevant. Oh, tell me. He comes from the Peyton tree. He was in new Orleans for 10 years. Oh, he's just trying to run ball. So he's looking to get an explosive running back Kamara type to get that actually makes it even spicier now to me. It's a good good thing. He's already got that on the roster of Maddie. I know. Well, Hey, listen, the problem is Algiers. I've told you this. I like Algiers. He's a good back. Algiers good. He's a great back. He's not a carry. You need to, you need to, you You just need to, it's not good for fantasy. I get it. It sucks. I got guys who are in the same boat, but it's like the proper way to build a team is to have two of those guys. It works really well. Yeah, if you're what looking about at the team that, oh, sorry, right. I mm-hmm. was going to say real quick. If you're going to look at this team, they're in a good position to say like best player available, but like yeah. an edge rusher is probably the most logical. But looking beyond that, they need some help at wide receiver too. Like they, yeah, one guy essentially, yeah. and, and you know yeah. the rest goes. So it's one of those situations where do you want to give this quarterback that you're not quite sure of the most tools to use, or do you just kind of say? let that work out and, and build the rest out of the best players available. So yeah. Yeah. Of course I have some personal stake in not having Dijon go there personally. However, yeah. you could see it. Wouldn't surprise me. As you said, they're yeah. they're a wild card at this point. And I, let's let's I think, move on from them. Who cares about Yeah, they're boring. I, they're I boring. I think other guys to look at if they do go wide receiver, but there's not like a, a stud wide receiver, JSN, Jackson Smith. He's not an alpha. Good. He's gonna be great um, if he ends up in the right spot. We're but I like play. him with Playing like that—that's a—that's an interesting pass catching room with Drake yeah. London, JSN, and Kyle Pitts. Like all yeah. of a sudden, okay, we've got we've got something there. And then the the thing that Fontenot and and um, Sean Payton have always done is burn first round picks on offensive linemen, um, yeah. offense and defensive linemen, so yeah. that they can run the ball forty times a game. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if you see like a. a Paris Johnson there. Yeah, um, that's fair. Potentially. But anyway, move on. Um, seven. We've got the Raiders. They're, yeah, they're kind of boring too, to be honest. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. They're rumored to be potentially – that. this is like the Levis zone. They could just take a quarterback and, and like let him sit for a little bit and learn. Jimmy G's the perfect quarterback to have yeah. with, with a guy behind him just like learning because he's going to be just good enough. Um, McDaniel's problems – for five games, yeah, but whatever. Okay. I mean, like in the locker room, McDaniel's probably needs to keep his job at this point. I think he's probably on the edge there. So it's probably going to be an offensive guy because he's not going to try to keep his job by taking a defensive player. He doesn't care about that side of the ball. He wants to score points. You score points, you stay in games, you stay in games, you win enough of them to stay relevant. So JSN actually could fit here. They do need another weapon, right? They just got rid of Waller. Not that he's been playing, but they just have Adams. There's not a whole lot else going on there. They got rid of like um, half the team, didn't they? Yeah, they cut everybody. So it's like, like free agents. Jacoby Myers. I don't. I yeah. don't see a wide receiver here. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's oh, offensive lineman is probably most likely for them in that case. I, 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 think I, they I would. Need one. Oh, sorry. Go for it, bud. No, I think they need. They're either going to trade up. And mm-hmm. they're going to bet the farm on Anthony Richardson yep. or if they fall in love with Levis. Um, yep. I mean, three is the obvious trade up spot with Arizona, right? Yep. Like yeah. Arizona is not going to. I've got some nuggets on that. Actually, it might not be as easy of a trade. It might not be it's as a foregone be, conclusion. They're going to have to give up a lot, but to your point, right? Like um, Josh McDaniels is going to need to do something um, mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. his job long-term. He okay. might last this year he might even go into next year but he's going to be on the hottest seat if they don't make playoffs and i don't think they have a playoff team right now i think um jimmy g is is fine he's he's not kirk cousins he's not even as good as Derek carr and and the stats bear it um uh, he's he's a little bit below that tier he's won games but how much of that is winning games because 
you're on the San Francisco 49ers and they just proved they have Brock Purdy and he can't play more than eight games a year. Like he's averaging eight to 10 games a year. I think like there, there's an excitement about Jimmy G, but I think we also need to say like, okay, Jimmy G finally play 15 games and go, you know, 10 and five. Um, We've already committed too much time to Jimmy G. Sorry. I needed to go off. No, on. not I'm not telling you to apologize. I'm just saying this is like for us to keep a mental note. Like, who the hell cares about this team? They're cool. a disaster too. McDaniel's is going to get fired. They're going to blow this pick. The team is going to be a disaster. They cut everybody. They kept Jacobs for some reason. No clue what they need. Basaccia back. They need Basaccia. It's all falling apart <laughs> since Rich left. I'm pretty sure, guys, they don't have a starting cornerback. Yeah, they're, that's why they I, the other anybody. note I had is that if they were gonna go on that side of the ball, there are cornerbacks. They could take the best one here. They could take Witherspoon if they like yeah, Gonzalez so, better, right. or whatever. I I think Witherspoon might be gone. Um, all right. Well, let's here. Um, these next two teams, the Lions and Seahawks, are spicy. This is where it gets fun. And these two teams pretty much control the draft. Them and yeah. the Texans. Um, Agree. Agree. Uh, Christian Gonzalez makes perfect sense yeah, for big, big. the Raiders. I I love it. Like they picked the, him yep. seven. If they stayed there, yeah, send it in. He's just he's he and he's the type of guy that is going to be a free safety. Yeah, He'll twelve years into his career. Um, you know, after he's done being like uh, top, he's he's not ball. a travel across the formation guy. He's a shutdown aside guy. So. Yeah. I will say this about him. I like him. He's big. He's physical, et cetera, et cetera. Those guys tend to not be as effective as the guys who can travel around the formation like a Jalen Ramsey can. Because if you say he only play one side of the field, the team is just going to scheme their best receivers away from that side of the field. I know it's not that easy, but it kind of is. So I worry about him. I would much rather take Witherspoon if it's me. And that's Witherspoon is is my number one corner. So Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to go into the Lions, Rick. Any anything else on the Raiders before we move on from that terrible franchise? No, I, I honestly think it's going to be a corner. If you're talking about a coach trying to keep his job, you know, you're not going to keep your job getting scored on thirty no. to forty points a game, right? Yeah. So they can manage, I think, what they got, but uh, they're going to need some help on defense. So it's going to be a boring pick between the two guys you just talked about, probably. Yeah. So tell it's me not about the Lions, Maddie. So the Lions and Seahawks, like I said, don't belong here. Won't be picking here anytime soon again. The Lions are now on a good path. They're they're good. They have the trajectory. We'll get to the Seahawks in a minute. So the Lions can go one of two ways. They're get, they are being connected pretty heavily to that third pick. They can get up to that third pick very easily. It's a jump of three spots. They have tons of other capital. It wouldn't take very much. The Cardinals will probably still get whoever they wanted at that pick because the teams that are in between here are taking quarterbacks, and that's not what they want. So. There's a real, there's a real, real shot where I think they trade up to three and they take Richardson and they sit him for a year behind Goff. Goff has no guaranteed money next year. No yep. matter what you, th- I know we talked about this, Gibby. No matter what you think of him, he's not like elite enough of a quarterback. You could trade him. You could trade him to one of these teams that didn't catch one yep. this year, and he could keep the, the the ship moving. So I think that is the most likely scenario for them is they make that deal because they have so much capital to burn. Um, they don't figure to be picking here anywhere anytime soon. So I think that there's an aggressive move they could make. The other thing I think they could do, which I hope they don't, is stay where they are and take Levis. That would be kind of like middling to me, which is a disaster. So I think they're going to make a move for a quarterback because they don't have they 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 went heavy in free agency addressing the defense, specifically the back end. Yep. And so that makes a cornerback while you always need them, not all that relevant here. So I think they make a move for, for um, one of these quarterbacks, to be honest, and they park them for a year and they do the right thing and let them learn and then just give them the job next year. And it would be perfect if they did that with Richardson. He fits the, he fits that Dan Campbell kneecap. I'm going to run you over style too. Like, yeah, I like, I like the fit there. Quite haphazardly a bit. not knowing what you're doing at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> ramming into people at six, four, yep. two forty, whatever the hell he is. So that's I what mean, I'm thinking. The one thing I'm concerned the most about for Detroit is they stay put and Carter's there. And here's, yeah. they've been mocking Carter to Detroit they is in the royal day you see a lot out there and the problem with that is you know you you hear a lot about this crap about campbell being a a quality guy and a a character guy and that's all this detroit team cares about is putting good guys out there but they're still mocking carter yeah so they got to pick one lane or over the other i hope they pass on them or they move up it's going to take a big obstacle out for some other teams Mm -hmm. uh behind them but uh yeah you can go either way so i i had 
Witherspoon there. Um, they just traded Okuda for a fifth round pick. Um, and Witherspoon, like every every single comp to him, he's so good. Darius Slay, like he's so good. He's competitive. He's going to get in your face. He closes quickly. All the athleticism is there. Instincts. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just and he's got the attitude. Like he fits mm-hmm. that mold for the way I think Detroit wants to, like you know, build their mm-hmm. team. Yep. Um, so I think they stay there. He's a very reasonable pick there. And I think yep. he's, you know, he's not, I don't think he's ever going to be an all pro necessarily, but I think he's going to be a top 10 corner in the league um, after three years. Um, yep. So I, yep. I think there's, you know, a, a really good fit there shores up the back end of their defense. Um, I like him. And then he talked about the trade up to three because mm-hmm. they have the capital to do it. Yeah. Um, why not go nuts and not draft a quarterback? Uh-huh. They could still get probably Hendon Hooker trade back into the end of the first round or trade back with their 18th pick um, to, you know, I know he's 30 years old already. But, 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 but like is Hendon Hooker ever is Hendon Hooker's upside even better than Goff's ceiling? Like, what are you doing there? I, I think it, I think it could be. Um I don't, I'm not a big of a fan. He is, I, we can't, I we can't properly analyze any of that Tennessee offense. Cause that offense was not a real, it wasn't a serious offense. It was insane. It was like Madden go routes. None yeah, of it was yeah. real. I mean, so Jalen Hyatt's running vertical routes out of the Hyatt, Hyatt but, literally didn't one run one route. That wasn't a go. Like we don't know what's going on over there. I think yeah. Hooker's going to be a serviceable backup for a long time. Here's the yeah. thing though. What, what team in the league is most suited for just go routes other than Detroit right now? Yeah, Carolina maybe with Shark. They were talking about wanting to change his role and put him back where he belongs, which is just yeah. But I mean, speedy guys out there. Jamison Williams just redshirted for a year. Yep, he's Um, lightning. ASB is electric, like you know. So there's some things they can do, and if Swift were to trade up to three and just take the best player in this draft is Will Anderson. Um, Yeah, I think so. I mean, they have like that's really interesting, and then him and David Hutchinson coming off the edge like you want to improve your defense and make life easy for your defensive backfield like go get will anderson and Aiden hutchinson off the edge i don't think hutchinson's ever a superstar i think his ceiling is like agree harrigan ryan yep. harrigan yep. um That's which is comment. really really good like yeah yeah you know, really really good but i think <laughs> will anderson's you know like potential to be mentioned in defense player of the year type of yeah, he's a disruptor. He gets he doesn't win just one way. He gets he's yep. coached properly. Comes from the right scheme, NFL ready. Yeah, but I mean they have five they have five picks in the first eighty one picks. So if yep. anyone's making a trade, they could literally package six and fifty five and probably move up three spots. On so. paper, it makes sense practically having potentially to watch that combo twice a year. I hope. Yeah, that, that would be no happen. good. We for Man. Rick's sake, we should just hope they don't go that route. Yeah. All right. So let's get to Seattle. Yep. Um, same thing. Same exact scenario as the Lions. Yep. This like they're trying to convince everybody that they're taking a quarterback by taking all those photos with them. It's a ruse. They're just <laughs> trying to get someone to trade there. Somebody who can't afford what the Cardinals are asking. It's like sneak up to the Seahawks. The problem is you're getting the fourth quarterback because the Colts are without any doubt taking one. We know that to be true. So I don't think they have anything there. I think they're just going to take Carter. They seem to be like super connected to him. They like him. Carroll's going to take best defender available They're They hit on a lot of picks last year. They hit on like five or six of their draft picks. So their defense is in pretty good shape other than one spot, the line, the defensive line. So Carter kind of fits a little bit, even though I know he's not a, he's not an edge rusher. It's too early to take those guys like Murphy and Wilson here. I agree. They're just going to take Anderson or Carter, whoever's available to them. And they're going to move on. That's what it's going to be. I I think Jalen Carter is the perfect fit for them. Yep. Um, yep. Plays like the Fletcher Cox role in uh, yep. in Seattle, and you know brings that defense back to like, oh crap, this is a legitimate defense because I I think their offense takes a step back this year. Um, you know, yep. I, Gino played over his head a little bit. Yep. Um, well, that's why they could be also a candidate to trade up because they have a billion picks. Sorry, Gibby. I hate to have this it's conversation. A, I understand in front of why they do. So they could even trade up potentially a little easier than the Lions to jump the Colts to get to that third pick and take a quarterback as well. So everything I said about mm-hmm. the Lions and Richardson fits here exactly. 
other than Geno Smith has guaranteed money next year and Jared Goff does not. Only difference. Scenario is the same otherwise. Colts. What are you thinking? They're taking a quarterback. They want people to think they're not for some reason. Um, But if they're taking a quarterback, it's 100% Richardson without any doubt. That's Shane Steichen literally made Hurts into what he was there with that offense and the way that he built that offense. One of the first offensive coordinators to actually say, I got a guy who's good at a lot of things. He's got deficiencies elsewhere. Let's build the offense to him while he learns and gets better. And now, last year at this time, people were like, Jalen Hurts going to lose his job. He's terrible. He's going to get replaced. Everybody has him in like the top three now. He's like an undisputed top three quarterback. Yep. Like he's in the conversation with Allen and Mahomes. So if we just think about that, that's nuts. So it tells me that Steichen thinks he can probably get that done. I think they either also to guarantee this move up a spot to just just lock it in or hope that whoever does trade with the Cardinals doesn't take Richardson. Same as the last two teams, though, they are also an option to trade up. It's easier to trade up one spot because the Cardinals are still going to get their guy and they know that. So they're taking a quarterback and I would I would be willing to bet that it ends up being Richardson. It's just a perfect analog for what they did with Hertz. And so I think. Plus, that offense is in good shape. I know they don't have a quarterback. They have Minshew. Sorry, Rick. That was offensive. Well, no, I, I was going to – I wanted Rick's input. Like, yeah. they do have adults at quarterback. They like, do. Minshew and yeah. Foles, like, can get well, you through the well, season. No, no, no. Don't put Foles. Foles is not a quarterback. <laughs> He's not a proper quarterback. But Minshew can play the first half, thir- whatever, of most of the year, and they'll be good, and they can ease Richardson in with a pretty nice offense around him. Yeah, I guess you got to – you got to take a big step back and figure what are their goals this year? Are they trying to yeah. put a team together that's going to compete or are they smart enough to know that they themselves have some uh, load bearing contracts and not yeah. quite as ideal of a situation here. So I could easily see them taking uh, sure. Anyone from Levis or Richardson, whatever it might be, but they might figure, Hey, we're just going to spend this year to do what the bears did, right? They're going to get super bad. They're going to be in a great spot for next year when theoretically the crop's going to be better instead of reaching for a guy, which, you know, they're at a point where they can't miss with this, with yeah. this pick yeah. going South, it's going to yeah. be four to five years of, of repercussion for that. So I, I don't know, honestly, this is one where I get stuck. I noticed last year too, we had a lot of times when we were stuck justifiably. So this is definitely one of them. Yeah. I, I'd almost love to like punt this one if I were mm-hmm. Colts and trade back, capture more picks Yep. You know, not not tank, but to a degree, um, tank and get up there for next year, but be in a position that the Lions and, and the Texans are in right now, um, you know, get out of cap hell and, yep. you know, start to build up that that war chest. This yeah. first round might be the longest first round of a draft. We've seen everything's going to be well. Yeah, I feel like everything's going to go 14 of the 15 totally. minutes. Everyone's yeah. going to uh-huh. be on the phone. It's going to be nuts. Richardson is the favorite to go both either third or fourth, by the way, right now. Yeah. So, you know, couple that with um, the Colts, like what they're likely to like, what the specials are around them being picking it, all those kind of road, those roads lead right back to him. So we'll see. I like both those ideas from you guys though. Um, Third Arizona. I think everyone thinks they're trading back. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they hope to give me a little intel on Arizona. Um, So Gannon has kind of taken on like a CEO approach. He's not looking to meddle in any of the offense or defensive side of the ball. He's hired some guys. He's going to let them do their thing. He's hands off is what he's decided to do. Who knows how long that goes for. But for right now, he's taken on this like CEO role. So he's not going to run the defense. Um, Either way, if they can't trade this pick, you just take whichever the two defenders you like better and you just go with it. It's not very hard. I think... um, Teams aren't as scared off as we thought because we were talking about that. But I mean, I don't, I don't personally like him as a prospect for a couple reasons. None of them for the personal stuff. But Carter's high end range of outcomes is he has the ability to be Aaron Donald. Like that is in his range of outcomes at the high high end if everything goes right. You know, there's ranges. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he has the capability to get there and kind of operate as like you know, even just like Will Fork did for the Patriots for a while. Just. Seymour. Seymour is actually a, probably a better comp. I think Seymour's be better comp. Yeah. Um, just because of the size, right? Yep. Like yep. Donald's a little bit shorter. Um yep. Carter's uh, has that imposing Seymour. Yep. You know. They um, hired the Browns QB coach to run the offense, so there's no <laughs> parallels there. I, I don't know. I, I, look, if, if Will Anderson's sitting there, 
Yeah. I have a hard time, unless you're getting a nice deal and a nice haul, justifying mm-hmm. moving back. Yeah. They I agree. Stay. Like, yep. what else are you trying agree. to do? Yeah. I love it. All right. Texans, what are they up to? So this is actually, this one's been spicy. So Lance Zerline, who I don't know if you follow, yeah. I'm sure you do, Gibby. Yeah, he's plugged in in Texas. He Everything going on in Texas, he's usually pretty spot on. Every draft, I think last year he called the Texans taking one of those defensive backs pretty early and nobody else even had him in the draft. So it's, it's everybody's kind of assumed all along that it's just Shroud or Young, take whichever one is left. Hearing a lot though, that they might actually be a team that trades out of here because they have 12. So they can still do some stuff there. They can move back and up again, which the Eagles did last year. If I'm not, yeah, if I remember correctly, get Levis, if they fell in love Wait, with Levis and he's yeah. there at seven or. Yeah. So I don't think that they're a lot to just stay here and like be take like the back. Cause I think they have a preference. It seems like they have a preference and it's actually, I think it's Bryce Young, I think it's Bryce Young who now seems likely to be for whatever we want to believe going to the Panthers. So I don't know if they're like really locked in here. Um, but there is a lot of chatter. If they don't get young, that they might stay here and take Will Anderson because D'Amico Ryan's z- views him as like oh, his yeah. next, his next Bosa. So mm-hmm. I think they either stay here and take Bryce Young if Stroud goes number one, or they trade back. And then the third, if they do pick here, I think they pick um, Will Anderson and screws the whole rest of everything else we just talked about up. I think Carolina saying that they didn't know which quarterback they wanted when they made the trade up to number one is complete bullshit. Got no chance. No chance. It's <laughs> a fireable. Representing that they made the deal because they have now the ability to trade back and do whatever. Yeah, yeah I think they want the Texans to trade up. And they want the young. Texans to trade up. They know that Bryce Young is is like they're already printing the jerseys in Houston, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and I think they just want to get like an extra third round pick to move from two to one or whatever that pick is going to be. And yep. they know the Texans have the draft capital to make it happen. So they're floating out all of this. Well, we're having Bryce young here um, and our owners love him. He's, you know, becoming ingrained in the city. I'm sure they've had Steph Curry call and like yep, check yeah. in with Bryce. And yep. uh, you know, I, I think it's Damn. all yes. I think they traded up for CJ Stroud and uh, the rest is, is uh and it's just like uh, they're playing a game of chicken with the Texans. Who's probably, probably. Um, but there's a lot of talk about McCown really, really, really liking Bryce Young and his ability. Because because McCown and Reich are both guys, uh, Reich are both guys who want like elite processors. Yep. I don't know that that's what Stroud is. Young definitely is. He sees the field. He plays quarterback better than Stroud does. Stroud's just a little bit bigger. Yeah. And he's, you know, he throws the ball he's a little super Like he's super They're accurate. both going to be great. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think Splitting they hairs. both are. They're both going to end up falling somewhere in the range of like QB 12 to QB 14 their whole career. That's where they'll be. They'll You could win a title with them. So I don't know. McCown really seems to like Young. So there might be a little bit of smoke there. There's a lot of people on Twitter who are pretty good at this track record wise who yep. think that they traded up with the thought of taking one of those two guys and then letting the process play out. And McCown wants Bryce young and it seems like they might trust him. So, but I think the owner is going to make the final call. I think so too. So who knows? I know one thing, they won't take Richardson because that's not the type of archetype no, that those guys they want. They can't afford to miss. They, nope. they made the move. They nope. can't afford. And Richardson has, you know, probably the highest upside, but yep. the most volatility. Yep. Um, yep. I have one before Rick goes here. I do before I forget this because I'll lose it. I have one other draft nugget that is pertinent for anybody that might want to place a wager. Jordan Addison will 1000% be drafted by the Chargers. Here's why. Ooh, here's why. Making, writing that down. So Jordan Addison originally in college committed to Maryland because of the wide receiver coach who was there, who was like a, a high school you know, he, he traveled all the schools like they all do, but he really made a connection with Jordan Addison and they became really close. And so he went there for him. There was a weird scandal at Maryland and it didn't involve this guy, but he had to leave. He went to Pitt. Addison followed him there immediately. So that's, that's the next step of this. That same gentleman is now either he's, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's the offensive coordinator, but I think he's the quarter. He's the wide receivers coach for the Chargers. And so they also need a, a receiver. And they're not, I don't think they're dumb enough to burn it on Hyatt, who everybody seems to agree can only do one thing. Yeah. So 
the tea leaves are heavily pointed towards that and it should be there he's not going to go higher than that chargers and addison is my pick i'm locking that in i think that's going to be so, well it was brought to you in mock draft 1.0 uh, oh a couple weeks ago that's right. chargers wow. 21 jordan addison uh-huh um, one thing that they do is they like the big receivers. They've got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. However, like when you're building, Mike Lombardi's talked about this, you know, um, a million times, like you need a basketball team. You need a small forward, a point guard, yeah. power forward. Um, and they don't have like that point guard, shooting guard, and that's Jordan Addison. Yeah. My player comp for him is, and this is one of my favorite ones that I did, was Amon Ross St. Brown and Devontae Smith combined, but not quite as talented as either. Oh, that um, sounds fun. And, and that's his upside. Okay. His downside is Hollywood Brown's deep playability without the speed combined, or Ed, with, or perhaps, combined with Devin Duvernay's ability to move the sticks. Oh, oh God. that's what right. I remember heard? reading that. It was I a forgot. deep ball. Uh, <laughs> deep. Oh, I forgot that you were. That was in a dark that. place there, Ray. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. You know that's... what? He went there, though. I, uh, I kind of want to jump on Madison or uh, Madden and try to create that player. Yeah, I'm not I sure know. what that would look like. <laughs> I know the comp, so, is, the, comp is Deon, the, the comp is Deontay Johnson. Gibby at, at the end of the day, you, you do need a, a tall quarterback or sorry, a tall receiver when your quarterbacks throwing it two or three feet over your head. No way, Rick, Rick, <laughs> we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Herbert. We're going to go there. Oh, um, so we left the bears out on purpose, Rick. I think the perfect player team match, and this is my favorite team match in the top 10. Love him. Peter Skaronsky. Loves him. Tackle out of Northwestern. I agree. Um, I forgot the T in Western when I uh, mm-hmm. typed it out. <laughs> um, but yep. I, I compared him to David Bakhtiari if he were a guard, just oh. if you played tackle. Um, I think he can play all five positions. I don't think there's a concern. And the Bears just need talent on the offensive line. Yeah. If you play left tackle, that might not be his best long-term fit. You get an elite Pro Bowl guard, how can that hurt you? I know. Um, what, what are your thoughts? And is it Skaronsky or do you have someone else in mind? No. So I, the kind of conventional thinking out here is seeing how everything shakes out. If Anderson or Carter are there, they're going to take yep. you know, Period. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Um, the fun thing about Ryan Poles is he doesn't hold anything back. In Chicago, we've been so used to GMs that just don't talk or don't give anything away. Poles yeah. is out there on camera saying, yeah. here's what we're doing. He, he laid out the trade before it I happened. Love it. He's like, here's what we're going to get. Here's yeah. what we want. And here's, you know, we're seeing how the sausage is made. So yeah. over recent years, we've had a little bit more insight into what direction they're going. But thanks to that, the conventional wisdom again is, again, Carter – Anderson, but the, you know they're not going to be there. I'm not sure Scrantz is going to be there. I'm, yeah. I'm not. Um, in that case, you're talking about a Paris Johnson. You're talking about a Broderick Jones. I think. Yeah. Even like Piper's uh, with his crazy mocks out there, putting like Darnell Wright to the Bears instead. Too. I saw that. Yeah, he's been steaming up. So yeah, he's getting hot. I'm not entirely sure why, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's going to be certainly almost. An offensive guy that's going to keep fields, you know, uh, up and running. The the trades they made and the acquisitions they've made have, have alleviated the need for some other things with that first pick. Luckily, so you could even see them moving back at this point. They might say, "Look, the, if if Scrantz got the board, the the difference between Johnson, Jones, and the guy we might have at twenty or whatever they get is going to be just fine with us with added capital." So I wouldn't at this point. I'm even seeing them leaning out of that pick given yeah. how urgently yeah. desperate people are going to be with all of the weirdness that we're going to see early on in the top 10 that we don't anticipate. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be best guy off the board on the offense, but probably 60, 40, they're going to trade out either way. I picked up a, a tin foil hat um, conspiracy theory from Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks on this, man. I don't think they'll do it, but it's actually pretty interesting. They could with all their capital trade up, take a Richardson, reset the QB clock. If Fields ends up being great, perfect. You got a guy behind him that you can trade because there's precedent for that, right? Jimmy G, lots of guys who didn't play who got traded and teams still want to take a shot on them. But you buy yourself two years back of that rookie clock. And if Richards, if Fields ends up not being great, 
you still can trade him for something. And then you've got his heir apparent there after that. I don't think it's very likely, but it is. Yeah. I, I think it's probably unlikely. That, that's it's not so likely. Like, being in Chicago and, and hearing what people on the ground are saying compared to like kind of the national purview is very, it's night and day. It's totally different. It's I agree more, with that. But Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks are two of the best. So that's why when they say oh, that, like, there's like yeah. maybe 15% likelihood of this. But the thing a lot of these guys don't realize is just how the, the Bears aren't one draft away. No, the Bears are. No. The Bears, they're literally two to three years away from being competitive at this yeah. point. And there, there's going to be some years, you know, this year they might, you know, they're just looking for improvement. It's not going to be a good year, right? Yeah. The next year is really where things are expected to turn around. So the concept of resetting the quarterback clock to another two or three years doesn't really matter as much here. Yeah. Because you're still expecting to have that window open in two years anyway. So yep. spending capital that you really desperately need on mass talent. The, 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 the it's a luxury they probably can't afford. It's absolutely too expensive. They just yep. need positions and talent at every point in the roster. So yep. it's it's pretty unlikely, but I get the argument. And if they were a lot better... I think there'd be much more juice. A year closer, a year closer with a roster that's a year closer, kind of like the Eagles had. Yeah, yeah you're right. Or even yeah. like like the 49ers when they went yeah. for it, right? Like they're yeah. like, mm-hmm. we're going for it. We think Lance, we're not sure if they're right yet. But um, <laughs> he hasn't even played and his value hasn't really gone know, down. But, it's but it's like, you know, I don't blame him for making that move. I still don't. No, no. You know, um, process was sound. The process was sound. The pick was wrong. Right. And, but like, even then, who are they going to draft and send? Yeah. Maybe Fields. Maybe Fields. Like, he's yeah, it would have been Fields there. But, yep. um, you know, they had Jimmy G and Mac. Like, it, it wasn't, and we've already spent too much time. I know. What I love for the, the Bears is a trade down to like 19 mm-hmm. with the Bucks. Stock em. Stock the up. Bucks, if Will Levis or Richardson somehow falls, I don't think Richardson will fall to nine. Um, no. But, you know, all of a sudden, okay, you've got 19, maybe you can still get Darnell right and yeah. get a really good right tackle who actually made Will Anderson look like he was average mm-hmm. and passed like a third round pick. Um, and you pick up a second rounder and a fourth rounder um, for making that move. And the Bears just need, to your point, just to stockpile picks. They just but, need bodies. Yeah, yep. exactly. It, yep. it, Talent, athletes. It, right at 19 would be great. I mean, if you told me right now, Wright would be there, I would make that trade in an instant right now. Yeah. You just need a guy that's going to guarantee Fields' health. You can't guarantee it, but, you know, better than what they right. currently have at Cones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In order to get him through another year of development and, you know, in a way that he can... But also take up a, a cornerback there if you wanted to stay there at nine. Get yourself a, get, get yourself a certain... Gibby loves Oh, that guy. doesn't come around every day. Yeah. <laughs> I got him. every day that you get the best quarterback who's ever lived um (laughs) ever to play him dion um (laughs) daryl green all right we went off the rails a little bit thank you for geeking out with us over the nfl draft rick your life changed when you got back from the golf trip because you didn't have to ride in a cart with me for another four hours uh-huh. uh, and watch me hit miserable shots um, uh-huh. and let a one-handed man beat me. <laughs> Look, I, I just I just hope we lived up to the Rick Golf moniker. For you did. Game, you so. did. You, you clinched it for so. our team. Um, yeah. But you, you texted us after your life had changed. Succession was back. Yes. Um, you don't need to spoil anything, but tell us, like, what we should know about succession this year. Is there anything different, like, uh, you know, storylines I haven't tuned in yet. Um, so I'm behind, I'm behind on the season. So give me a little bit of a taste of, of what to expect when I start to crank it up. Uh, when it comes to last seasons of an already kind of acclaimed show, this one is doing things that shows have never done before on, on, so many levels from the function of the show when it comes to how it's shot. Um, the dialogue is still just, it's better than ever. Everything that made you excited for this show to be back on the air, yep. especially after last week, and we won't get into it because I don't want to genuinely, this would be the biggest like ruining show ever for you. I want you to experience it fresh. Yeah. Um, fresh. It isn't it, fresh. It isn't legal. It, it's rare to see an episode of a show, let alone a season, but one singular episode where you walk away and say everyone in this episode 
episode, excuse me, should win an, an Emmy. Yeah. Um, easily. Like just, it, it, it's, I've never had a show like it. It's just incredible. It's always been a top three show for me before. And now it's just something that's, that's gone way beyond that. So I, I look forward to, you know, in a number of weeks down the road, being able to talk about it again and mm-hmm. figure out what uh, really set it apart from all these other flagship shows, you know, from the Sopranos, the wire. To, Is know. it up there for you? It's yeah. top, top three show of all time. The episode it's this so past okay. week was top two. I think of any episode I've ever watched on TV without exception. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's just doing things that we haven't seen. It was before. different. Yeah, it was just different. The feeling I had when I watched it, and this doesn't spoil anything, was just like, I've never seen it done this way. Yeah. I've never seen them approach telling this story that, because you know how it is, you get this many seasons in, the name of the show is Succession. Like, there's something that's going to happen that changes ownership of something, right? Like, things are going to happen. And the way that they go about doing it was not how I expected them to do it, but it was very easy to see how they got there. Um, it was cool. It was fun. It's the most on TV show. Like when you're in a room and something happens or you're having a conversation with somebody, there's things that people do and and ways that people act that are for the most part looked over, you know, or, or TV or dramatized, I guess is a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of times the humanity of things doesn't really siphon through like the red wedding was a really cool episode of TV because it kind of had that hook to it. But you you turn the TV off and you're like, wow, can you believe that happened? But he had no like real physical connection to it. Whereas this season of, of Secession, you turn the TV off every Sunday and you feel it. It's it's insane. And it's a really hard thing to pull off. And and from just the, the actors are nuts. So I could go on and on and on about yeah. this show. But, you know, for the most part, everyone's pretty familiar with it. And everyone's we got some uh, Emmys. We got some so. Emmys coming later this year, I think. And on that note, like the only bad thing about that is I'm not sure if they're in the same category as Barry in terms of like drama, uh, comedy. I don't know. What I don't they, know. I feel like they kind of put comedy into and whatever. If for whatever reason, the cast of Secession costs um, Hater an Emmy for being in the same oh. category, I'm going to be really sad because Hater probably is going to deserve one for Barry too. And it's just not going to happen. That's going to be Bijan to the Falcons 2.0. We can't have both those things happening to you. I don't want that. That's That's too much. That's too much. It's a lot. It's too much. (laughs) So um, two other shows that you, you recommend our, our listeners uh, watch, check out um, that might not be on their radar, anything else that you're watching or movies. Um, recently that that you saw that are are definitely worth tuning into if, if they haven't seen yet and a lot of the time you're, you're talking about things that people are already pretty aware of i'll just say this real quick if you haven't started barry or if you haven't really yep. gotten into it do it because the fourth season is about to come out the last one and it's going to be i feel like it's going to be the same thing with secession where we're really excited for it but it's going to be yeah. off the rails in terms of what you're going to get the, the third season was already one of my favorite of all time and um hbo is putting out a lot of really good stuff i guess at this point so barry get into it if you haven't already otherwise just look forward to it like the rest of us the other weird one is uh yellow jackets on yeah Showtime. what's that show about i keep they keep hammering me with it watch this watch this watch this what's going on on that show it's like colloquially it's known as lost meets lord of the flies oh yeah with a bunch of teenagers okay so plane crash in the woods uh, full of mostly, I, I don't know what sport they're in or what they do, but it's mostly these teenage uh, girls with a few guys and, and parents. Um, and it's much more of a, like a horror drama, like things okay. happen in the woods and then you flash forward 20 odd years in the future to when they're good and they're fine. Everyone's messed up all the time. It's, it's more of like a, you know, looking into us and statements for things, but it's a cool show. Every, every show is really messed up and it's fun to get back into that horror drama category. Um, so yeah, Secession, Barry, Yellow Jackets is cool. And if you haven't seen them or tried them, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is awesome to catch up on. That's like a harken back to the original 60s kind of humor. Is Shatner in it? Billy? No, I don't, I don't believe Shatner's been in much recently. We, don't, we didn't lose him, did we? I don't think so but i hear the keys I think so can you look that up <laughs> 92 still kicking baby he look doesn't this guy wow canada they, do it. they do it different up there 
that's an awesome show. They do a really good job of just not getting, you know, too. It, it's like watching a show in the seventies again. It's, it's just kind of neat. Um, there's a show called love death and robots on Netflix that if you haven't watched huh. it yet, everyone should go through all of them. It's amazing. It's just a bunch of animated shorts, essentially. None of them are longer than like five to 10 minutes. Nice. They're all really cool encapsulated stories, but it's showing a different range of what we're uh, capable of from a graphic standpoint. So some of them are really cartoony all the way up to episodes, especially in that last season where you can't even tell it's CGI and it's just nuts where we are today. But it's got like a lot of the same kind of black mirror stuff to it where there's, you know, a, a statement about us, technology, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that and the aforementioned black mirror, if you haven't ever watched black mirror, immediately watch them all. And you're is there another that. episode, another season of that coming up? I feel like I hear about that periodically. The, it, when they drop them, they drop them in secret almost. Gotcha. I okay. haven't seen anything announced, but it doesn't like they dropped an interactive, like almost movie couple of years oh. ago through COVID, I remember. And that was out of nowhere too. But it's a good time and a lull just to catch up on that. I, most people I know just never got into it. And the White Christmas episode is, I think it's White Christmas. Apologies in advance to anyone listening who mm. might be Black Christmas. We don't care um, about them. It, with John Hamm, uh, it's, it's one of the most disturbing episodes of TV streaming you'll ever watch. Hamm can, that man has range. He really does. He's He's incredible. He doesn't get enough credit. He is a guy who should get way more credit than he does, but I don't think he's a list, right? What is he B or C? I think John Hamm is solidly a list. You think, think so? so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I don't Everyone know if wants that's to work with him. Okay. I guess, I guess Hamm... I was thinking more from like the public perception, but I bet people love working with him. Yeah. I think Hollywood probably I, I think feels you're right. right. I think there's like a, it, people don't realize that he's an a list, but then when you actually think of who are the a list people, like, You'd have a hard time getting through ten to. Well, so here's a good. Well, here, think about this. Bateman is a list. I think that's well known universally. I don't know that as many people that know Bateman is a list know John Hamm. I don't know. I would. I would say they all do. They should. Yeah. I they mean, should. Mad Men was was one of the biggest shows ever. Kind of niche uh, though, on a network that not everybody had. Yeah, like, so people just I know. It. I mean, it's. Uh, Eventually, like, but it, it's got a Sopranos down. level moniker of being transformative and everyone yeah. went back to it eventually. And yeah. Everyone knows who John Hamm is at the very least. I mean, the guy basically led Top Gun Maverick, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> was, was every scene that he was in, how annoyed must he have been with Tom Cruise? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Rick was shaking Cam his brought, hand so hard at Tom Cam Cruise. Cam finally gets his like one scene without Tom Cruise and Cruise is like, let's reshoot this thing. It always <laughs> reminds episode, me of that Celebrity scene. Jeopardy where I think it was French, somebody, who is Tom, was it Fallon? Does Fallon do a nice uh, Tom Cruise? Was it him? I have to look at it again. But he's just like bouncing around the set the whole time. He's out of his mind. He's just fried. He's completely um, fried. <laughs> I love it. Um, when is any news on like, is Euphoria coming back this summer? And Stranger Things, do you know anything about that? All right. I know about Stranger Things is I don't like that show. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't, I haven't watched it past the first season. I, and it's it's not because it's a bad show. I just hate everything about the 80s. We have yeah, a lot I of. Understand. That's we have a lot of friends show that we, we've dueled about the the merits of the 80s from a music standpoint, from a show standpoint. I hate it. But if you don't like the 80s or not nostalgic nostalgic for the 80s, that show's not that watchable. There's nothing crazy going on there. No, it's I and even then I never found it to be that like I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan and I well, love I mean, the 80s. I mean I love it. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm respecting okay. my guest here too. Yeah, we embrace what about, the debate. What about no, Euphoria? Throw it at me. Throw it at me. I think they're taping Euphoria right now. Okay. Like they wrapped it up or something like that. What about Outer Banks? Gibby loves Outer Banks too. He says, oh, No, to me, I'm not in Outer Banks. Can you, can you tell yeah. me about Outer Banks? Yeah, he does. You know why? Because there's <laughs> a little bit of Friday Night Lights in there, just a tiny bit for him. It's just a little bit. Um, All American has been off for like three weeks now. Uh, so we got to get back into Outer okay. or All American. Tay Diggs died in All American. I know <laughs> I'm giving spoilers. Oh, oh, not in real life. Okay. Come no, on. just the on show. Um, okay. I mean, I've never no, seen that, it, so I wouldn't was, have known either way. That was tough to get over. Okay. Um, well, you just upset Rick. So I know. thanks a lot. Um, Unbelievable. Oh, uh, closing thought on uh, shows that only that I watch, but that's not only I watch. <laughs> uh, Bar Rescue. 
No, everybody watches that. Anybody with I know. a brain. Well, John Taffer, um, he's future guest. Yeah, future guest. So John two weeks ago, he rescued a bar and a marriage in uh-huh. the uh, We got to go. And the recon person started out just being Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the yep. Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And he brought in, and this was shot obviously a year ago, he brought in Bradley Chubb. Uh-huh. Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Yeah. They did not like their meals or the cocktails. That he were gave them the business, didn't he? Oh, they, yeah. John Taffer yeah. was not happy about it. So, um, <laughs> God, anyway, I love it. Um, all of those guys are welcome on one night in Pinehurst. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Simmons Simmons could be back in town anytime. He's not. I'm right down the street. I can get to BC in like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe he's there. We do it live. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Zach Allen will show up. Um, sure. it makes One of these days time. you're going to grab Katie Nolan, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, once the restraining order is lifted, we'll make sure we get in there. Okay. I was, I was a group in that paper. Yeah, it's a group. Pile, it's but... actually for all of us. So okay. Mina, um, Mina's in there too. <laughs> Rick, thank you. Uh, thank you for enlightening us on our, our previous picks. Thanks for the, the Bears takes and also getting us uh, prepped to catch up with Secession to catch mm-hmm. up with some of these other shows. Yeah, make that decades. make it a point to watch the session ASAP. Yeah, get on it because then we could just I'll get call on each it. other and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Sweet Count Valley High. I'll mm-hmm. get to work. Maddie, pleasure as always. Yep. Uh good week. download, rate us. Five stars only. Uh thank you everyone. Anything. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.